Hello and welcome to another episode of Distinguished Design, a podcast from the Interaction Design Association where we'll explore the work and people behind some of the best interaction design work out there today, all leading up to the Global Interaction Awards taking place during Interaction Week in early February of this year 2021. My name is Diego Pulido. Now, a few episodes ago, we had the pleasure of talking to Mei Li Ku, the jury chair for this year's Interaction Awards in both English and Spanish. So if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, you can find them right here, wherever it is that you're listening to us right now. The episode in English was episode 6, and the one in Espanol was episode numero 7. Well, one of the main things that Mei Li worked on when she got involved with the Interaction Awards was in fact putting together the incredible jury evaluating all the project submissions this year. And today, you will be listening to a conversation we had with two of them. But first, we have a few words from our main sponsor, Amazon Design. Amazon Design is proud to support the Interaction Design Association's mission of improving the human condition through interaction design. To learn more about how designers at Amazon are making a difference, please visit amazon.design. Simple, just like that, amazon.design. You can check out a link for Amazon Design in the show notes. So thank you very much for your support, Amazon Design. Now, today you're gonna to be learning a lot more from two of this year's Interaction Award jury members. They are Kat Small and Andres Burbano. Kat is a product designer, game maker, and developer from New York who is currently working at Asana. She spends some of her time developing video games, writing, and drawing comics. And Andres, who is from Colombia, is currently an associate professor in the Department of Design at Universidad de los Andes in Bogota. He explores the interactions of science, art, and technology in various capacities, as a researcher, as an individual artist, and in collaboration with other artists and designers. This is them in very few words, but of course, I'll let them present themselves at length as we listen to them answering all the questions they were so kind to spend the time answering for all of our audience. So without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with Kat and Andres. Joining me here today are two members of the Interaction Awards jury, Kat Small and Andres Burbano. I'm very excited for this conversation in which we're going to be talking about their involvement with the Interaction Awards, the projects that they're evaluating, but just as importantly, we're going to be learning about them, their backgrounds, their practice as designers, and much, much more. So Kat and Andres, a very warm welcome to Distinguished Design Podcast. Hi, happy to be here. <laughs> and of course, Happy New Year, I should say that too. Same to you. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, now, we've already given a brief introduction on who you are at the beginning of this episode, but I'd like for both of you to share with our audience uh, who you are in your, in your very own words. So let's start with you, Kat. Sure. Uh, so I am a product designer by day. I work at Asana um, on a team specifically that creates products that help people to achieve their goals and to track the work that leads to them. And uh, by night, I also make video games. So one of the nice. fun things I get to do in my spare time is to uh, create other forms of interaction design that are not at all similar to the products that I get to design during <laughs> the day. And outside of that, I also co-organize an event called the Game Does of Color Expo every single year for the past uh, five years. This will be our sixth year coming up. Very, very interesting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Andres. Okay, so I am a media artist uh, working in interaction including interaction design. I'm also a researcher on history of media technologies. 
especially mm -hmm. from the global south. I'm professor at the Universidad de los Andes in Bogota, Colombia, in the fields of interaction design, and also in Austria, in the Danube University in uh, history of media. I'm very excited to be part of this podcast, and it, it's been a terrific experience working as a jury member of the Interaction Design Awards uh, 2021. Absolutely. I cannot wait to hear more about your involvement and, and you know, what, what this process has been for both of you. So thank you very much for sharing this, this introduction. Now, one of the reasons we've gathered here today is to talk, of course, about the fact that both of you are members of the jury who are evaluating a great number of projects being submitted to this year's Interaction Awards. So I'd like to start by asking, how did you get involved as jury members for the awards? And I, uh, I'm, I met Meili Koo a couple of years ago, actually, at yeah. a conference called XOXO. And I think we had a bunch of great conversations about intersectionality and design. And I think that probably stuck with her because when it came time to reach out to folks about actually doing the work of judging this year's really amazing work, um, she reached out to me and said, hey, would you be interested in this? And of course, I was like, heck yeah, I love getting inspired <laughs> by other people's work. And um, I've done a couple of rounds of judging for games conferences, but not for design conferences. So I was really excited to get to use some of those skills that I learned for this purpose and get to look at the work that is submitted, this interaction design work of all different kinds uh, through an yeah. intersectional lens. And how about you, Andres? So uh, Mei Lee was in Colombia, living in Colombia the last year. And uh, I met her and uh, we had a very, uh, a couple of very interesting conversations. And uh, I knew about her background, you know, she worked in Apple uh, in the design team that uh, created the iPhone one, for instance, that is like mm -hmm. an amazing achievement. Yeah. And also as a CAD Academy, right? Yes. And uh, I invited her to, our uh, studio, interaction studio final presentation as a jury, you know, and students got really excited. She was super interested, you know, and gave a lot of uh, important feedback to the students. And then we got, uh, you know, in more conversations about, you know, the, the history of technology, history of design, the role of Latin America. And uh, locally, one day she called me and, and, you know, asked me to be part of the jury. And this was uh, really interesting to me because I've been, you know, following the Interaction Awards uh, for quite a long time. And uh, I thought it was a very interesting um, opportunity. So I decided to join the team. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been great uh, being part of the team, especially because the entire crew is mind-blowing i mean it's a absolutely collection of people yeah yeah it is. i almost feel like may lee was like assembling the avengers or of some sort like <laughs> trying to go around the world covering the best talent sure i mean and and we definitely got into that and much more in the episodes that may lee and i recorded here for distinguished design in fact for for those of you listening, um, I believe it's episode six, six or seven, because we have two, one entirely in English, one entirely in Spanish, for those of you who are, in fact, interested uh, in listening to that uh, and more details about Meli and her background. So, yeah, that's all very, very interesting indeed. 
Um, but I'm also curious to know what kind of awareness uh, both of you had of the Interaction Design Association, even before knowing anything about the Interaction Awards. I'd like to know how aware were you of the IXDA, either from from the New York lo local chapter uh, for you, Kat, or perhaps you, Andres, were you following IXDA, perhaps as an, an organization somewhere in North America, or did you find out about it because there were other designers involved in Colombia where you are? As for me, um, I... I have been stalking the interaction conferences <laughs> for a while now, trying to figure yeah. out if there was a way that I could get a talk accepted. And, yeah. you know, you learn from failure. It has not happened yet, but here we come 2021. <laughs> um, so I'm really happy to be a part of this year in this way because um, it's just really cool to get to see the back end. Uh, but yeah, I've gotten to meet a lot of the staff as well and to learn yeah. what that process is like of running this organization. And it's really amazing. Um, in terms of local, I have been pretty much the biggest hermit of all time uh, <laughs> because of 2020. <laughs> but I definitely have been paying attention to IXDA in general for a very long time and have loved the work that has come out of the organization. Absolutely. Now, I, I used to live in New York myself, and, and I know there's a very, very good local chapter there and with plenty of events. But uh, I'm curious to know for, for a couple of reasons, but primarily because I'm also from Colombia. And that is like, how did you get to know about IXDA where you are? So, yeah, um, six years ago, I was invited uh, by uh, the chair of my program to lead this studio on interaction. And, uh, you know, one thing is that you can share your own work, your experience, and, you know, experience of other professors, because uh, the topic of interaction is very important in our program. But I really want to let the students know more about the global context of what, you know, interaction design is. Yeah. And uh, then as part of the curriculum of the class, we started every year, I mean, every semester, to dedicate two or three weeks to analyze the awards, you know, especially, yeah. you know, looking for projects, but also more important, let's say for an educational process is looking for categories, you know, what is a new concept that's going to be integrated, you know, in a category and then, you know, how many projects go that way. And that's been uh, very helpful, let's say in an educational level. And since that time on, you know, I've been, constantly checking what is going on here so uh, for me it's it's an honor to be part of the of the jury this year absolutely now has either of you attended an interaction conference before or perhaps an, an award ceremony in the past or even you know interaction latin america in any of the previous years i haven't um i did actually learn like about uh the interaction conference originally through an employer um like 10 years ago, and I think we were hoping to to get some tickets, but I think that at the time it just hadn't worked out. And that is also part of why I'm really excited to yeah. get to participate this time and see what it's like and absorb the vibes. Great. Yeah, same here. Uh, it's my first time attending. I haven't been uh, connected with the community yet. I've been following the thing, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, it's my first time. So, uh, a lot of expectation. Yeah. It's, it's quite nice. a, it's quite an experience. Hopefully, we will be able to, uh, to get back 
to do this in person. We're still all going to do it remotely, but yes, uh, it's it's quite an experience. I was very excited to go to Costa Rica for Interaction Latin America uh, in 2020. That, that also got postponed. So hopefully, you know, same time next year. Now, um, thank you. Shifting gears a bit now, let's go back to the upcoming awards. Um, I'd like to know, given your background and your own perspective on design, what kind of impact do you expect to have in you know, in, in, within your role as a jury member? In other words, what are some of the things that both of you will make sure to bring to the table to acknowledge the very best project being submitted this year? I think when I uh, think about the category that I am responsible for, which is the engaging category, I wanted to think beyond what many people might consider to be engagement as a concept. So I'm definitely gonna bring a deeper thinking when it comes to what does engaging mean? And what are versions of engagement that aren't distracting or clickbaity or addicting, um, yeah. but like positive connotations that we might uh, be able to build upon in the context of technology. So definitely that and a lot of the experience that I've had through the games world, because I think that's helped me to really get an understanding of how how people are doing things in the design space in terms of pushing design forward and thinking about like, oh, what are the patterns that I've seen happen in games versus what I'm seeing within interaction design right now? And in a lot of ways, they intersect, of course, because games are a form of interaction design. Yeah. Um, but I think these are two very different communities in terms of how they talk about the work. And so I've had a lot of fun pulling in some of like the, the games knowledge that I've accumulated over time and thinking about the work that I'm seeing through that lens as well and how we might not just fall into classical gamification, uh, of course, um, in terms of how we're thinking about what engaging means in design. It's funny you mentioned clickbaity. I was just thinking of someone maybe submitting a project saying like the top 10 interaction design techniques, number four will blow your mind or something. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> She's what leads you to click something like that. Um, but how about you, Andres? I would. So uh, in principle, when I was called, I thought that eventually the fact that I'm from Latin America could be like, a, let's say, an, as an asset to, to, you know, bring to the table some uh, projects from this part of the world. And also eventually to address some problems historically because of my background in, let's say, history of media technology. Mm -hmm. However, I must say that, let's say, why it's important, you know, Latin America is because also, you know, the representation of places that eventually are not well represented in general uh, in this particular event and probably, you know, uh, in general in academia and uh, uh, in the world of interaction design. But what, what I can say is, uh, thanks to the selection of the jury members, this perspective, which is very inclusive, you know, putting a lot of attention on diversity in, in many levels, it was kind of the focus of the thing. And uh, so in that regard, I can say that, you know, it's just one little thing that I represent there. Um, that actually was something really encouraging, you know, like to see that the idea that May Lee had, you know, to put together a team with a cohesive concept was actually uh, working very well in that direction. Um, yeah, that's what I can say about it. It's um, uh, it's 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 a little contribution, right, in in that direction. 
Like yeah. I, I would say it's a big contribution actually because it's very important.、Uh, so I'm really glad that both of you are coming in from those perspectives, especially because not only from the jury standpoint,、uh, but also from little things around the awards, like being able to submit in different languages and being able to, 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 to make sure that more people are including the entire. Process. I think that it's it's all part of 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 trying to to make this a better experience for everyone. So so definitely,、right. I, I'm I'm glad that 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 this is all taking place. But along the same lines, I'm curious to know about how both of you define the term interaction design. And I'm curious because, as, as you may imagine, many people submitting projects to the awards may think of themselves as either UX designers or quote unquote product designers.、Uh, so I'd like to know how you define interaction design itself, and how does that get reflected in what you consider to be a remarkable solution to an interaction design problem. Oof, <laughs> this is a hard one because I feel like the thing that comes to mind from my gut is always it's any any moment in which people interact with anything. It can、okay. be anything, pretty much. <laughs>、um, I think we often interpret it through the digital way of interacting because、uh, you know you click something and then something pops up and it's like oh、right. cool.、Um, but you know there are. There are lots of different kinds of、uh, ways of thinking about interaction design, like people existing in spaces, right? Architecture, in some ways, can be interaction design.、Um, so I, I definitely think I come from a really broad way of thinking about it, and、um, I think that is partially because I blend a lot of my work together, and、yeah. it just makes me see a lot of the connections between the different,、uh, the different. Spaces that I exist in, and how basically, you know, people love to say this, but everything is design. <laughs>、um, so I, I did try to, you know, in terms of this work that we were judging, to think about、uh, the different kinds of interactions that were at play. So when it came to engaging as a category, for example, I was really interested in seeing projects that used multiple senses at the same time、mm -hmm. because、mm -hmm. I feel like that is a different way of thinking about engaging.、Yeah. Um, so. Historically, we've thought about things being aesthetically pleasing and drawing the eye, but what about engaging your nose and touch <laughs> and you know other ways of of interacting?、Um, these are all little things that, for example, in games, pull you in and make you feel like you're there, and that is really important、uh, to me personally. So that was. Something else that I tried to bring to this category:、uh, this this idea of ideally you getting put in the shoes of someone or something else. Yeah. Yeah. For me, interaction design means processes and projects that understand that feedback loops are a important part of the reality in general terms. Interaction design has been there since people created musical instruments, for instance. Or since people created toys, right? Ways to engage, you know, in a playful way with the reality. However, what I can say is, in the present times, with、uh, the explosion of、uh, new technologies,、uh, digital media, there is an open, fertile ground to create、uh, new projects and new processes that engage with that possibility of explore these feedback loops. That's yeah, very interesting to know、um, 
you know, it, I'm always curious to know whenever I speak to any other designer, what the definition is for interaction design. And, and I think there's always some, some uh, patterns that come up every time. And, and, and it really just comes to, to people interacting, whether it's with, uh, with systems or with each other through technology and through computers. Um, Kat, you actually made me remember of a talk that I saw at Interaction 14. This is a conference that took place in Amsterdam. And I, I wish I could remember who gave the talk, but it was, it was fantastic. But anyone who was at that particular instance of the Interaction Conference will remember that the speaker somehow was able to place um, a little box on each seat and each, uh, this little box had like chocolates and had smells and had things. And you were supposed to follow along with the presentation on eating something, smelling something, hearing something, and engaging all the senses. Like you said, Kat, it was absolutely phenomenal. That That's the true definition so yeah, of interaction. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so now diving deeper into the different categories in the awards, I'd like to... I'd like for both of you to share with the audience what categories you're overseeing and how you got selected to lead within those categories. How was that process like? I feel like for the engaging category, which is the one that I'm responsible for, it made a lot of sense. I, I'm a product designer, digital product designer by day, and then I do all of this games work. And um, I think that like having met Maylee and having talked about the work that I do, I think that um, she saw a clear match with this concept of like engagement and potentially thinking about it in a different way. Like I of course also bring being a black woman to this. And so I think that like being a black game developer, being a black product designer, yeah. it made a lot of sense to have me be a person thinking about engagement. So I was in charge of uh, two categories. One was disrupting and the other was connecting. About disrupting, disrupting is about uh, a speculative design, uh, thinking about wicked problems, challenging problems of the world, and eventually how design can find a place that is the place of surprise, the place for the unexpected, and then Eventually, it's a project that can be considered disruptive, right? Like uh, it, it, it uh, uh, dresses itself with a different custom than the one that we are uh, expecting. And the other one connecting, it deals with the idea of uh, communication at the end, you know, uh, yeah. something here that engages with something there. Mm -hmm. That's, let's say, the, the best... Um, basic definition of that category but at the same time you know it's the reflection about the meaning of that connection and i think these days you know with the realities of the 2020 2021 asking about the meaning of this connection and what is in one end and the other end of the connection process is incredibly important because we are experiences experiencing a world that is you know every time more connected but uh, eventually there's a need to enrich a lot of those experiences. Yeah. I love that. Um, I also want to mention and shout out Andy Mignolo, who is mm -hmm. the uh, lead on the optimizing category because I got to help her with a lot of the work that she was doing there. And again, like I feel like everybody just did such a great job of um, really 
bringing a, a modern 2020, 2021 definition to the categories. <laughs> so yeah. I also got to think about optimization and what that means. And I, I felt like it was just a really interesting moment to think about the alternate meaning, like what does it mean to, to optimize and not harm? And that was just such a valuable conversation that um, I think really I took a lot away from. So I'm also really happy that I got to not only think about engagement in this other way, but to think about optimization as potentially something that's like making the best of, you know, a situation right. or doing good and not harm, thinking about hopefulness. Yeah. Um, just everybody did such a great job with their categories and it was really inspiring to have all these conversations. Yeah. In fact, the, the whole concept of redefining what a category is. I mean, this is a, 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 an award ceremony that has been taking place for a number of years now. And in fact, we do touch into this with Brendan Sanderson on the episode right before this one in which we talk about, yeah, the evolution of those categories and what it means uh, for words like engaging nowadays. So very, very interesting. So by now, I'm sure uh, you two have seen a number of different projects being submitted for this year's awards, of course. And now that you've helped shape this shortlist that was announced in December of 2020, I'm particularly curious to know if you've detected any particular theme amongst those projects that you have uh, seen in the shortlist. And, you know, is there any particular pattern that you've seen coming up this time around? Gosh, I mean, I feel like there was definitely an obligatory COVID-19 theme. <laughs> that came very the whole experience is, is, is COVID-19 related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we're at home. It's what yep. we're thinking about. So, mm -hmm. you know, I thought that was interesting. And we had to have a conversation about like, okay, how do we kind of like interpret this work? And it makes sense that we're all thinking about this pandemic that is currently everywhere, basically. Yeah. Um, but let's figure out how we have a balance potentially of this very traumatic, depressing theme, and some of the work that is like, how do we like shine a light on on lots of different things and kind of maybe, again, like bring some optimism, <laughs> I think a little beyond that. So that was one obvious note, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think in general terms, the jury was selected to look for some fresh air, uh, to find some new projects, new processes that eventually can help to re redefine the categories of interaction design. And uh, what I can say is that, um, let's say the, the community is also looking for um, a new vision of what interaction design can mean in the present times. Let's say right. there's a lot of questions about like what happened, you know, with uh, several projects that in the recent past were engaged with uh, interaction in social media, looking for likes instead of, you know, more meaningful kind of connections and things like things like that. And uh, there was a lot of, lot of emphasis on finding kind of new ways to position interaction design and uh, reflect on the tradition of interaction design in general. Very, very interesting. I think, Kat, you, you brought the topic of COVID-19, and that's exactly the perfect segue of what I was going to ask both of you next. You know, like, you know, we're all gathering together to celebrate the very best in interaction design at a distance, of course. So given that we're all having to experience this in the middle of a global pandemic that has, of course, led to a long lockdown, you know, I'm, I'm curious to know, 
how going about the different responsibilities of being in the jury has been impacted by having to do this remotely, you know, has, you know, what has been challenging or has anything perhaps become better as a result? Yeah, I've heard about previous years being a one day, just get it all done at once kind of situation. And I think that the benefit of being remote was that we had, I think a week in total and we had um, digital whiteboarding. So it wasn't, it was in some ways, I feel like better potentially because we were able to spread it out a little bit more. And I was able to schedule time with Andy who was helping me with my category and I was helping her with her category. And uh, we were able to, to get that work done pretty well. I think that I'm sure it would have been amazing to do all of that in person and have like the adrenaline high of like (laughs) being in the same room and like just whiteboarding and like sticky noting everywhere. Um, But I think we had a little bit more space and I think we're all just in a different place in terms of our consciousness. Like we're just so uh, much, like we just, we don't have as, high a tolerance for, I guess you could say like BS or things like Mm -hmm. that. Like we're really just focused on like what it, like we're, you know, we're like a hundred percent at our most, at our, at our most us in a way, like Mm -hmm. we're just really trying to bring as much of us as we can to these categories. And I think that's only possible because we've all been at home. We've been thinking, we've had a lot of time for reflection Um, and I think that that's been awesome because it's encouraged lots of great conversation that I don't know would have come up in any other year. So I'm really thankful to have been a part of this specific jury and to have Maylee leading the whole thing, because I feel like she curated an amazing group of people to come together. Indeed. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, uh, these meetings were in person in the past, and this year, of course, uh, was uh, online, right? And uh, in this event, as in many others, like similar, right? Like I know the case of Sigra, for instance. But I can, I can tell you is that it's very important that we address that the world didn't stop. The world changed, but we need to do our best to deliver the best content possible, right? And I think uh, the energy that you could feel with the jury team was that, try to do, you know, the best, have uh, deep conversations, uh, deep dialogues to actually go to an agreement of what are the best uh, projects, the more meaningful projects, and really, uh, you know, deliver good with results uh, that are respectful with the really large amount of, you know, works that uh, we received, you know, for the first time, more works that from the rest of the world than, than America, for instance, yeah. and things like that. So it was like really challenging, but uh, yeah, the jury and the people who re- reviewed the projects before uh, show a really high commitment. Indeed. Great. Very, very uh, good insights there from, from both of you. Now, we're coming towards the end of this fantastic conversation. And I'd like to close off by asking both of you, what would you tell people listening to this episode that perhaps are considering submitting for next year or, you know, thinking about engaging with Interaction Awards? Uh, you know, any word of advice for anyone? 
I would say to just do it. I, when I was a student, I didn't submit my work to pretty much anything, partially because I was scared of how expensive it was. And I was also in a place where I felt like I just wasn't going to get anything, you know, like no one was going to pay attention to me uh, and my work. But I mean, we got a lot of really amazing student submissions from mm -hmm. what I saw. And I think that you never know what's going to happen. And I mean, every year changes as we've seen, right? Like the criteria this year and the way that we thought about these categories is so different that you just can't predict what's going to happen. So I think that it's uh, imperative to, if you feel like you have something to say to put your message out there, because in a lot of ways, awards are the way that people know what's going on. Yeah. So I definitely encourage people to just try it out because you never know what's going to happen. Indeed. Yeah, I think it's a fascinating experience because uh, you have the opportunity to share your work first. That's one thing. And the other thing is that you have the chance to learn about what is happening in the field, right? Like many other people working in similar directions and in um, similar fields that you are working on. And that's uh, really important. Besides that, if your project gets selected, the visibility, you know, in the shortlist as a winner, the visibility it gets is really important. We were listening, you know, to people who in the past had the chance to get, you know, one award or, you know, some visibility in the shortlist and their projects, their funding process really dramatically changed. So that's an opportunity there. But I think the educational component is the most important in general terms. Very, very good advice indeed. Now, one last thing for both of you. Where can people find more about you online or elsewhere? Yes, so I am Kat Small, one C, two T's, two L's on uh, Twitter. I am also at my own website, catsmall.com. So definitely check that out. I do writing sometimes about design and video games and I've got all my work there. So if you are a fledgling UX designer or digital product designer, I have a lot of the breakdowns of the work that I've done over the past 10 or so years to check out. So those are the two most important things that I think anyone listening to this should do. All right, how about you, Andres? Okay, so in my website, it is bourbain.net, bourbain.net. Mm -hmm. And eventually, uh, a couple of publications. Uh, I am very close to the SIGGRAPH organization. I was uh, art papers chair in the last edition. And I just got the the last, uh, the, you know, the printed. Wow, very nice. Yeah, Leonardo MIT Press uh, yeah. Journal with a selection of uh, projects. And also eventually uh, there's, um, I'm participating now in a, an exhibition called Critical Zones in Germany. And the wow, book was nice. published by MIT Press, was recommended by New York Times as one of the best art books of the 2020. I have a, you know, a small project yeah. mentioned there. Wow. That's uh, Critical Zones. <laughs> That's the book. Critical Zones. Uh, that's fascinating. Both uh, everything that Andres said and Kat said, there's going to be links for this all in the show notes for people to to look and check out. But yeah, all very, very interesting stuff. Kat and Andres, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so very much for spending this time here with us uh, and sharing Likewise. everything that you've had to share about uh, your work and your involvement with the Interaction Awards. So thank you very much for spending this time with us here on Distinguished Design. 
Thanks for having us. My pleasure. This brings us to the very end of this great conversation with Kat Small and Andres Burbano, two of six amazing jury members for this year's Interaction Awards. We really hope you enjoyed this conversation and, of course, that you learn more about them and what they bring to the table to choose the best of the best in interaction design this year. Now, if you like what you hear and want to continue hearing other Interaction Awards-focused stories, please give us a review. Distinguished Design is brought to you by an all-volunteer Interaction Awards committee within the Interaction Design Association. So if you want to get in touch with us, find us on social media at ixtawards, all one word, or visit us at awards.ixta.org to connect with fellow members of this amazing community. All these links are, of course, available in the show notes. Thank you very much to all of our listeners for spending this time with us. The awards are very fast approaching now, only a couple of weeks to go. But before then, we'll be back soon with another episode of Distinguished Design. Until then, goodbye.